Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. What's going on, Jackson? Happy Friday afternoon. You're listening to 93.1. This is Strictly Business. You heard the man. My name's Chase Channel. And in studio, I have a special guest today, Mr. Tim November. How you doing today, Chase? Well, I'm just glad you finally made it out. I'll tell you what, you invited me a few times. I said, we'll get together sometime, and here it is. So uh, I'll be your uh, special uh, guest today. Well, you know, you actually, it looks like we already got some text coming in, but it looks like... um, one of the things I wanted to talk about on today's show was reinventing yourself at a stage in life. And I feel like in business, sometimes it's so easy to get kind of distracted or you say, hey, I've, you know, this is all I've ever done. Like me, I've always been in the car business. But you've actually reinvented yourself and oh, yeah. had different. Uh, tell us about, you know, your transition from business to yeah, when I, you know, when I was in business, uh, actually in the corporate world, uh, we, I was working with her for a Fortune 500 company for uh, 20, 25 years. And uh, I was director of operations. We had a, a large company. We manufactured offshore, onshore. We had logistics. We, we had, you know, we, like I said, we had 65,000 employees, 17 divisions. So we basically uh, really had, you know, it's, it's amazing when – it, it, and I was in the apparel business and, and in certain businesses, it's like the car business. I always thought of when I, when I look at what you do, we always had to stay in a very cutting edge because the margins were so thin. The thinner your margins, I think makes you very sharp as a, as a, as a corporation or a business, because yeah. you've got to make sure that everything's paid for. And then your margins are, you know, razor thin. So you got to stay right there. But, uh, I always enjoyed, uh, you know, really working those kind of things through by, you know, my budgets were, uh, you know, my labor budgets were over a million dollars each. And, uh, you know, we had various departments and, and it was always, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the corporate world and, uh, you know, as w- with a lot of things, the corporate world in, uh, 2008 and 2006 th- through 2008 took a, took a downturn and, uh, we ended up, uh, shutting down our vision. And so I was out here in Jackson, Tennessee, and and my family said, "Hey, let's uh, let's stay here." Now, there's not a lot of jobs that uh, around here in that same line. Sure. And 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 of course, the money is another thing. You don't have many great jobs paying that kind of money. And uh, so when I when I said, "Okay, we're going to leave," I said, "Okay, family wanted to stay here. I'm in, but we're going to go from here to zero. Now I'm going to figure out what we're going to do." Because I, one thing I found out in the corporate world, you know, with the, with the way things went, Chase, it, it started out where, you know, you didn't have, com- you know, in the, when I first started, there weren't computers. As soon as computers came up, you know, now I was able to do all my spreadsheets, all my own reports, all this. And so jobs were evaporating, like the secretarial world went away because you could be your own secretary. And then a lot of different things just started going away with, with technology and different things. But when the job, my job went away, it was, okay, what do you want to do? My first thing I did was I started working with uh, all my folks, and I said, look, we're, I'm going to get you everybody. I had, I had about, oh, geez, I think of around 30 to 40 people that were very close to me in various positions, 
and they needed jobs. And so I went and I built them all resumes and I built them cover letters. And I, the last day I found the last person, a job before I left. And I closed when I, when I walked out that door, I did not have one thing done for myself. I, I did create a resume. All right. But that's incredible. But my thought was this, if I, I know I had a little severance coming, you know, cover me for enough months and all. And I had everything sort of, you know, I've always been sort of fiscally responsible in the home. But one thing I wanted to do is I knew, you know, with, with computers came this too, because I'm offshore. And I, I talked to a lot of the other folks, managers and, and, and the other folks there. When, when it's midnight here, it's 12 o'clock in China. And so guess what they're ready for? A production meeting. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're on the phone doing a production meeting at midnight. And, that, that, and when the cell phone came out, it was the same thing. You know, we didn't have cell phones in the beginning. So you really, you know, contact was really, now you have, now you had contact on, you know, cell phones. You had, you know, you could all connect on the computers and you're, and, and, and so business was 24 seven. I looked up one time and all the people above me had a couple of things. My, one of my, one of my really good friends, he was a CEO of the company. He goes, I want you all to look up a little bit. And, um, he goes, one thing we all have in common at this level is we've all, uh, had open heart surgery. <laughs> and I said, I know. And you're like 10 years older than me. Well, they were all about 10 to 15, about 15 years older than me, but they were young. You know, I was still, I was, and he said, you know, if you're going to climb this, get ready. It's, it's coming. And you can always feel, you always felt the pressure. I would never really gave into pressure much. It, it just never affected me. I mean, I, I worked hard and I mean, I, I, you know, one thing I've always learned, always could do was work and uh, put the effort in. The other thing is I've, I, I sort of fell into a leadership role and, and being a leader meant, you know, you just, you just took it on and you, you figured things out. And uh, how, so how old were you? And when this happened in 2008, I was 47 years old. So 47 years old, here you are. I'm going to stay in Jackson and completely change what I've been doing and find something else to do. Absolutely. I mean, so I said, okay. And he, you know, it was a funny story. Now, and and I'm, I'm probably a little different than a lot of folks, but I said, okay, I'm going to reinvent myself. I mean, I knew I was going to be here. What am I going to do? I always wanted to do one thing. I always had this and everybody told me, said, Tim, you, you're, you you know, as much as you have leadership abilities, your teaching abilities are really good. And I, I grew up around everybody in my family are teachers. And I mean, cousins, brothers, sisters, I don't have anybody except I was the only one in business in a big Italian family. And, uh, so, and I always had it urge to teach. I always enjoyed it. So when I got out, I started doing small business consulting and then I went back and I went to union university and got my teaching degree, uh, you know, Worked on that, and I and I, I made a mistake. I knew a lot of the principals in town since my wife was a teacher, and I said, "Hey, I'm available." So while I was doing my small business stuff and consulting, I got a I became a teacher too. I said, uh, "One of the one of the principals says, come on, Tim, I got something for you.'" And so they gave me a classroom, and here I went to teach it. I didn't even have my first class yet. So the first thing you learn real quick is classroom management. But you know, in saying that, Chase. What you do is I was already creating a, a design, but my first day away from Kelwood or my company that I was with, uh, what I did was I went right down to the lab, career center here, and I met with the head of it. And I told him who I was, what I was doing. Great guy here in town. And we got hit it off. And he goes, Tim, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You take that corner office right over there until you find yourself something something to do. And so I went in that corner office. I set up shop and I started 
you know, going through all the different jobs around. And I was, I was doing a lot of human resource work because one of the things with my firm, we didn't have a lot of re human resource backup. And I always enjoyed working with the people and helping them out and doing things. And uh, I ended up uh, a human resource uh, consultant firm out of Memphis called me and said, hey, Tim, why don't you come down here? You never really had, uh, they knew I was interested in it. You know, I really never had any kind of uh, real experience in it. Went down there. And they put me through their program. And we were going through this uh, interview process at the end of it. And so I learned how to do interview. You know, we're, and after I got done with all my little classes, they took me into a room and they said, we'd like to hire you. And I said, well, I'm going to be a human resource rep now. So I started doing human resource work around town working. And I worked with a lot of people that were outplaced. Well, I'd already been outplaced. So I knew what it meant. And I'm talking with, you know, people who were making huge salaries. And I was also doing business coaching where if a president or a CEO was leaving the company, they would put me with them and say, Hey, uh, you know, let's, let, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm ready to retire. And so I'd work with those folks. And so I went from, you know, into a corporation that had a lot of different levels to it. I've did it just, done, I've, I've done about everything in a business, uh, at a corporate level. And, uh, and so I started to retool and come, come around. So I was teaching. I was going to school as a student. I was the oldest one in my class all the time. But I told the greatest stories because I had a bunch of experience. They didn't do anything yet. Right. So it's fun when they say, hey, talk to us about something. So, you know, in saying all that, um, you know, I never stopped trying hard. And never, I, you know, you, you, there, I, I've worked with a lot of people that broke down. I mean, there's a lot of ways to escape losing a job. A lot of people never get up. They're on the mat and they, they're going to stay there. And, you know, some of these people are older, were older, you know, older, and some were younger. But the thing about retooling and reinventing yourself is this. Don't put any limitations on it. You know, look out there and say, okay, I could, I could do probably, let me try something. And, and I, I, I was listening to one of your earlier shows and it said, you know, don't wait till you're perfect at it. I now I'm, I'm a sort of a perf I, I, I don't I don't claim to be a perfectionist, but I really am a detail oriented person. And so when I go at something, I sh make sure there's a plan to it. And sometimes I'm overly planning. But the other side of the coin is, I I you got to take a step and just that's take my uh, saying where I always say imperfect action is better than perfect no action. Exactly. You know, you just, because here's what happens with action. Action's like this. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Fear's there. Procrastination starts in. Well, the first thing time you take action, that fear starts leaving. The more things you do, the further it gets away. Next thing you know, you're just doing. Like now, I think about, and, and the things I've done since then, it's, it's, it's amazing the, the steps I've taken. You know, I, I went through those pieces. And got into the media world and got into things that I never thought would really, you know, were never around here. If I told people what I was doing now, and I was 20 years ago working in the corporate world, they would just say, what? <laughs> you know, so, you know, I never really thought about uh, quitting or downshifting. You know, I, I, I was never one to, you know, shy away from work. I mean, I'm up, I'm at my desk at five o'clock in the morning now. I work till nine or 10 o'clock every night. And I just, and I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy everything. And if somebody needs something, you know, one of the things you find out is 
if you have some talent doing some things, there is plenty of work out there for you that you might not get paid for. Yeah, no <laughs> you know? doubt about that. And, and and so what you do is you find, you know, you got to be really careful of this, that you're not doing, you're not, you don't have a bunch of hobbies out there. Yeah. You know, you're good at it. So, okay. I, and you like doing certain things. Like I got, I can look at a business and sort of tear it apart. Look at cat. I can do a lot of ideas for, and then you get into, I was the difference between a lot of folks is a lot of people have ideas, but if you can't execute, they're just dreams, you know, so you got to have a, a plan of action. So I was always able to, you know, when I was again in the corporate world, my, the execution part of it was where I made my, uh, that's where I had the fun. I was like creating stuff and, and making sure it worked. I had a boss one time. Here's, here's something for all you young guys out there. You're in the, and I had a boss. Let me tell you about my boss. He's the CEO of the company and he had a saying for everything. But he believed in the two-by-four treatment. This is how you were dealt with. He had a two-by-four and he clubbed you. <laughs> you know, it's not that way anymore. You know, it's, no. it's sort of soft. Not, not there. But here's what I, I noticed and with every company. And I only worked with two major companies. They were both big corporations. I was young. And I mean, I was young 20s. And as I would get into a place, I would take this position. Next thing I know, I'm over in this department fixing something over there. I had nothing to do with it, but I was fixing it. And I had my CEO, I, I reported to the president of the company. And he, I said, uh, one day he just beat me up over something that was happening. And another thing I said, well, you put me over there to, you know, he goes, November, let me tell you something. He goes, this is how this works. And I called him chief. I said, chief, you know, I'm, I'm tired of taking a beat. And I said, it's not my department. He goes, Hey, I put you over there because of this. I may put you in there and you're going to, you're going to do something that other people don't do. You're going to try to fix it. You're going to make four or five mistakes, but by the time I find out about them, you're going to figure out this one worked and it's going to be fixed. Now I'm still going to beat you up for those four or five mistakes you made just because you made them. And I'm going to, but, but you only, but what happens is you become a fixer. And I'm telling you what, what do companies need now? They need, they need fixed. Don't think that just because you're at the front, if you're just a, a receptionist at the front door, don't think you can't at your place, sell a car. You can't get their car fixed in the back. You can do anything. You, you as a boss even know that, you know, you want somebody who's going to make things happen. What I hate the most is when they say, well, that's not my job. Oh man. Everything's your job. You work well, here. I tell you what, if you talk, you know, one of the things, like I said, we, we didn't have a lot of human resource things. So one of the things I always developed at, at, at where I worked was I was the human resource. I was the motivational speaker. I was the guy who I'll, I'm buying books and you're going to read books. Books change people. You know, speeches fire you up for five or 10 minutes, but when you read something, and, and, and at the end of the day, you only want your people to buy into one thing, and it's only one thing, ownership. You want them to pick up the piece of paper on the floor just like you would. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have that, you, you win, and because your whole place buys into it. And the other side of the coin is when everybody's an owner, they feel free. When people feel free, they have, they have, they're creative. They do more work. They do all kinds of good things. And, you know, you get a lot of chatter. One of the things I always did with my folks to make them not get stagnant was, you know, in an office, you know how everybody sets up their office yeah. pictures. They, I mean, in a corporate world, now you have offices, you have people outside, secretaries. Every three months, 
we changed offices. Oh, it was an all-day affair. People screamed about it. I only finally, in the last about a year, a person came up to me who is one of my who worked with me, what worked for me too. And he said, I never understood what that meant. But I'll tell you what, we never got we never got passive. We never we 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 knew it was coming. There was always change and you kept us moving. And and I hated it as much as they did, because I mean I was gonna put up at least two weeks of just, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. Oh complaining and whining. Why do we gotta do this? But what it did was you got it moved. Everybody was reset. I don't care if you just moved 10 inches down the hall or something. But we moved partitions and everything, and it worked out really good because everybody stayed on their toes. When everybody starts falling asleep, that's when you know there's, you know, when they get sluggish. When, when you get sluggish, that's it. You know, the yeah. leader always say, I mean, you can, you can always say, hey, that, that didn't happen over there. But looking at what you're saying is reinventing yourself. That's part of reinvention. You better be moving and better keep your eyes open. Right now, technology's moving, moving so fast that you gotta, I mean, you better be changing every, every month. I mean, yeah. you know, now it's like, holy moly, you know, a new phone comes out every time. In fact, I heard a person talking about the iPhone. They said, if, a, if your kid is four years old or five years old, by the time they get ready for the first iPhone about 10 or 12, they won't, they won't ever have heard about an iPhone. Now what's next? The guy who invented the iPhone was saying that because he's inventing the next thing. Now what's it gonna be? You know that they have a, a bracelet now that will, Turn your thoughts into text. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, but that's, I like that's, that. That's scary. Tim November in studio with us. Uh, when we're talking about reinventing yourself, we have a good lineup today. We're going to have a special guest come in the second hour, and we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk more about reinventing yourself and touch on some, uh, com- some culture in the workplace. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicle for the purchase of a brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. I like me better when I'm with you. You're listening to The Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
We're back. That's Money Talks by ACDC. That's one of my favorite songs. Everything's one of your favorite songs when it comes to money. That's exactly right. <laughs> Tim November in studio with us. We're talking about reinventing yourself, and we're going to talk a little bit about culture. Tim's reinvented himself. Yeah. Again, I just a uh, quick rehab. Uh, rehab. That's, that's what I need after reinventing myself. Um, you know, just looking back and, and again, you know, leaving the corporate world and, and taking off and saying, I'm going to do my own thing that, that you, you got to find out what you're going to be. And everybody, you know, that's, that goes against a lot of people's grain. It's best. And I'm going to tell you what, it's best to stay in your lane, you know, I, I, but if you do tackle this and when you, and if you do lose your job, do, do one thing, don't look in, look out. If you look in, you, you know, you don't want to start to pity me and stuff like that. Uh-uh. You got to look out. And I'll tell you what you do. You help as many people as you can along the way. You help them. You help them do whatever they want to do. And it's more fulfilling. And you'll, you, you will succeed because it, it's, it's a law of attraction. The more you can do for people, the more it comes back and the more ideas you get. And so, you know, when you get out there and you're saying, hey, look, I'm tired of doing this. I'm going to try something else. I've done it all. I mean, I mean, I've really, I haven't done it all. I've probably done a lot of it, but, uh, but I never thought I, you know, don't look back, don't look in, don't look, when you start looking in, you start looking at the cracks and everybody has cracks. So you don't want to do that. You look out, take care of people. And once you do that, you know, everything else lines itself up. Just have a little bit of a vision. You don't need it all painted out. There's no, you know, don't, uh, you could, you could do all kinds of write up manuals if or what you want to do with with social media it's become this compare yourself to the most successful people in the world society and people forget you know michael jordan was cut from the basketball team elvis they said you, you know you're not a great singer and your songs aren't good enough and i mean you look at all these people through life and you realize you know they were fired from a job you know these head coaches they couldn't make it it's it's some tiny school then they go on to be the greatest NFL coach ever and, and you know there's all these things that no one ever sees those failures and remembers them they look at how successful they are and go so everybody has failures and i always say because i i let stuff stress me out that's one of my downfalls is i'm always thinking about it it's just stress 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 and you know i'll just say to myself like well, you know, and, and it's like just this back and forth in my head. But I, that, I, then I just remind myself, I say, how bad can it get? Who cares? If tomorrow I don't have what I have now, it's a fresh start. I can just go do something different. Exactly. You know, you can't, you know, you got to, you know, I heard uh, uh, Chase on here and he was, you know, he's an athlete one time. He said, you know, I had to start living in 10 minute compartments. You know, I just looked 10 minutes out. I could not take drugs for 10 minutes. Now, I could not little take chase that is little chase, not this big guy, but, um, you know, that's a true thing. You can, you can get, you can be upset, but be upset for a minute. You know what? Next thing, things are coming your way. I mean, I always believe in, in, in really good stuff. So, uh, you know, when, when you're, when you're, and when you're, when you're fighting it, just fight, fight as hard as you can. And when it's time to rest, rest. But you know, the other thing too, is take care of yourself. You know, one of the things that I did was when you get into the position where you know it's coming, I mean, when I say you know it's coming, trouble, I mean, it's, it's okay, yeah. we're going to have trouble times. Make sure that you are, number one, get your, you know, you, number one, your mind has to be right. Number two, your spirit has to be right. You got to keep yourself high and mighty. I mean, you got you to keep that self-talk really coming at you strong, but your body better be strong too. You got to be out there saying, okay, it's time to sharpen the whole tool, not just a little bit, 
but everything. And when you put those three things, you know, those things together, because your intelligence is going to take over, you're going to start, you'll start getting opportunities. They'll come at you. The hardy, it's all about momentum. When you're down, you just got to keep on going and, and just go for little wins. Little wins will come and you'll see them and you'll say, okay. And I understand money. Okay. I understand keeping the family float and all that. Believe me, I had two kids in college. I had a wife. I had, I had things going on in my life when I lost my job and I said, okay, we're going to still make it. And yeah. guess what? You know, you, you make it, but you, you got to push hard. And again, don't look in, look out and it'll, it'll, it'll happen for you. So, you know, that's, that's my fine, you know, as far as retooling, but when you do retool, do this, find out what you love and do it, yeah. you know, and you may not know what that is either until you start into things. Well, that, you know, that's where I was in life is, you know, when I got in the car business, I said, I, I didn't care what I did. I just wanted to make money. You know, so I wasn't, it wasn't a love of cars. It wasn't anything. I just said, man, and I remember people would say, well, you know, money isn't the only thing that matters. It doesn't make you happy. And I'm like, yeah, right. Let me get, let me, I'll be the judge of that. You know, yeah. let me make some. And, and over time, every time I'd have a day off, I would go buy something. And I mean, I, cause you know, I grew up where I'd say, Hey mom, I want those headphones. Well, you know, if you want them, save your money and you can go buy them. So now here I am where I make enough money. I can buy what I want. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get those headphones now. And literally every day I was off to the store, I'd go and I'd say, okay, hey, you know, I, I got to uh, buy these headphones, buy this flat screen TV, buy this, buy that. And those are little band-aids that, you know, you pat yourself on the back for working hard and you say, well, this made me feel better. These new jeans, these new shirt, whatever. And then I remember a day came where I couldn't think of one thing to go buy. And I'm like, hmm. And that's when you realize that the whole thing I was chasing was empty. You know, money wasn't ever going to make me happy. But I was fortunate enough that I took a step back and I said, okay, I'm making good money, but what position within what I know here and what what I can see, this is my kind of field of expertise, is somebody who has the ability to help these everyone else and make an impact on everyone else. And it was the GM of the store. Or at that time, we had like an area director and earlier we were talking about, you know, doing the little things. And uh, I remember he was such a stickler for like the craziest stuff. He would call you on the phone and he'd say, Chase, come out here. Yes, sir. And I'd go out there and I remember he would, he would always make this huge exercise of it. You know, it wasn't ever just like, hey, would you mind doing this? He made it into this whole project. We're going to walk. So he says, come on, we need to take a walk. Okay, great walks me all the way out to the front of the lot, and he says, you see all these cars? I said, yeah. What do you see is wrong with them? And, of course, you know, we look for things like, is the sticker right? Is the All these, I'm like looking, looking. And I said, I, I'm not sure. Right? Maybe we should have them re-clean. He says, Chase, the balloons from the weekends, the, the you know, the balloons had deflated. They're hanging off the car. He's like, we can't have the balloons, you know, hanging off the car. It looks terrible. I said, okay. I'm like, it's eight o'clock on Monday morning. He's like, listen, I don't ever want to come up here to the dealership again. And he says, so you need to go get your porters and you need to bring them out here and you need to show them that every morning when they get here at seven, they need to walk the lot and make sure they take a razor blade and they cut off every one of the balloons. And I'm like, at that time, I didn't get it. I was just like, this guy is just a pain in my butt. And he, I remember one time he called and he said, come out here. 
he'd pull up his truck alongside of the dealership, had all these glass walls, and he says, whose truck's that? I said, that's, that's Gianni's and that's mine. He says, and Gianni's one of my managers. And he says, well, they're not supposed to be parked there. I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, well, they're not in the lines. And, you know, these, these parking spots were painted on the side of the building. You just pulled up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, we got all these deals working. I'm like, can we just get to the, you know, we'll handle. The, he's like, you guys need to move those now. So he sits there while we go get the keys. We go out and I back my truck up a foot. He backs his truck up a foot. I mean, it made no difference in the world, but to him it mattered. And he would always uh, drag me out. But I remember when uh, you'd hear him, uh, he'd say, Chase 2701 or whatever his extension was. And everyone would go, uh, and I'd call it, come over here. His office was all the way up the auto mall. You see, you walk over, you walk to the third floor of the other building. You get in there and have a seat. You know, <laughs> he'd put you through this whole thing. But it really taught me now, uh, like the other morning, I get to work. And guess what was on the front of the lot? There's a balloon hanging there. Stop my truck. I get out. I go take the balloon off. I'm like, guys, what are the balloons doing on the thing? So you find those things later that you say, you know, hey, those help. But, you know, and that's part of uh, of defining the culture in business, which I want to touch on. And, you know, I think there's a lot of different companies out there that do a really, really good job in culture. There's a book that I really enjoyed reading called The Disney Way. It talks about, you know, Disney. And, you know, there's so many. I think that in business, a lot of businesses don't have any culture. They just show up, especially in small business. They're just showing up and going through the motions. If you said, you know, what's your what's your company's mission statement? They don't have one. What they don't know what it is. So you have to find out what it is what what do you stand for in business? You know, why are we here? And so many people like wake up and they they have these businesses and and they don't have all those kind of core foundation defined. And and if you don't know, uh, one of the executives for Honda just retired and when these guys retire, I always think to myself, man, they must have got kind of forced out. You know, that's just what comes to mind. I'm like, they make so much money. There's no way that they would walk away. And they're usually in their 60s or or whatever. And I'm going, but maybe they also are just kind of like, I'm done dealing with it. But one of the things he put in there was is with, you know, and these, these guys are like, they might spend 20 years with Cadillac and then 10 with this company. And then he said, you know, with my 10 years at Honda, you know, what I enjoyed was, and he talked about, uh, you know, Honda's core values, the dreams, you know, that it's that people to dream in the workplace and to do this and to do that because you remember the video of uh, Mr. Honda. Right, right, right. So, you know, in, in reading that, I said, you know, how cool is that? I'm like, it's because it, it means more when you stand for something and when you're showing up for a purpose and you say this is, this is what it's all about. But we're going to take a short break. Tim November in studio. We're just talking a little bit about culture, reinventing yourself. So hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. 
Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles towards the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. I like me better when I'm with you. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. We're back. That was Money by the Beatles. Now, did you know, I'm going to tell you some trivia here. Did you know that the Beatles were inspired and wanted to be like Carl Perkins? 
Well, I know that because I work with Steve Byers, and all he talks about is Carl Perkins. <laughs> so I know every story there is. I didn't know that. Well, he'd come to town when he, you know, when Carl passed, they were all in town. They're I didn't all know that right either. here. They were there, you know, they were right here. And uh, of course, Carl would go over there and, and work with them. You know, they had that, that. In fact, that music's still hot over there now. You know, Carl Perkins and, you know, the guys over here uh, go still go over there and make big money over that way. There are celebrities over there. So. I watched a movie the other day for the first time, La Bamba. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. The Richie Valens story? Yeah. Here's what's crazy is I watched the whole movie and I'm going, man, I said, those songs sound so familiar. I'm like, <laughs> I know I've heard them before. And I thought maybe they're just using these famous songs for the storyline. Then in the end, when they die in the plane crash mm-hmm. with Buddy Holly, I go, wait a minute. I go, this is based on a true story. <laughs> so I watched the whole movie not knowing that. And then, of course, at the end, I'm like on Wikipedia reading all about it. And I'm like, I, I, call, I call everyone. I'm like, I said, you're not going to believe this. I just watched this whole movie. And uh, sure enough, but it, very interesting. What a great movie. Yeah, the movie and, came out in the 80s. In the 80s. And it was, man, it was entertaining. The acting I thought was fantastic. He did a great job. Yeah, I mean it was. You know, I thought the whole movie that, but that that's a good movie. But the whole, you know, the music, the music's good though. You know, music's fantastic. And uh, you know, I said I, I, that's one of my things. I love watching movies, and it's hard to find one I haven't seen. So when I come across the real gem like that, I'm like, how have I missed this? You know, so a, it happens. So we're talking about Tim November in studio with me. We're talking about culture in the workplace, reinventing yourself. And, you know, culture, a lot of people hear that word, and some of you may not even know what it means. So just defining what culture in the workplace is, uh, I like to use one of my favorite examples, and uh, they've given me no endorsement for this, but they probably should, is Chick-fil-A. As you see, I got my Chick-fil-A lemonade right here. I drink one of these a day. They're fantastic. But the, uh, what I love about Chick-fil-A is if you say thanks, guess what you're getting back? It's my pleasure. And we had this whole culture training in the dealer group I worked with in Atlanta. And during that time, they wanted us to say my pleasure. And I said, what? I'm like, why do we say my pleasure? Like, what's the, you know, I always was, I always would say no problem. And so the president of our company, he says, so was it a problem to begin with? I said, what are you talking about? He says, you just said no problem. What's the problem? And he says, if you say no problem, you're insinuating there was a problem to begin with. We don't want to do that. He says, if they say thanks, it's my pleasure. We're there to serve the customers. Like light bulb moment. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> never thought of that. So now when somebody says no problem, I'm always like, hmm, you know, I, I almost want to stop them and educate them, but I just move on about my day. But when you go to Chick-fil-A, I used to go and see how many times I could say thanks <laughs> just to see. And you know, and you can tell a good Chick Fil A from a bad one because the good ones are my pleasure, my pleasure. I mean, they'll say it as many times as, and some of them are like, you know, just kind of, kind of, you know, brush it off. But one of the other things we used in culture was if somebody asked where something is, instead of going, oh, it's down the hallway, we would actually walk you to it. Right. You know, and and uh, there's a, a a grocery store that that I'll use as an example because there's none here. Publix in the South. In Publix, if you're within 10 feet of an associate, they're supposed to say hi to you. So I used to always go in Publix, and if you ask one of them where something is, they're supposed to take you to it also. So I used to always walk, and of course, I'd be like on this end of the store. 
the milk's over here. I'm like, hey, you know where the milk is? <laughs> I mean, you'd see their face like, <laughs> like, oh, like, because they, they said, I go, listen, man, I, I'm like, I'm just kidding. I was like, I, I know you're supposed to have to. And we sold a lot of like Publix employee credit union people cars. So I would always be like, I'm like, tell me more about the culture in Publix. And the service was fantastic. Their mm-hmm. prices were higher. I shopped there every time because when you'd walk in, you just. You feel it. Yeah, and, and that level of experience, and, and so many small businesses have no culture. They don't think it matters because maybe it's just them and one other person, but it really matters. You know, I said something to a, a, a I was I was I was working with a client the other day, actually more than a client. He's he's a he's a community leader, and I said because this guy has changed the culture of this entity, and I said, you know, your sounds different. And he looked at me. He goes, I never heard it said that way. But he knew exactly what I meant. Sound, you know, it, it, when you walk into a business, there's a tone, number one. There's a look and a tone yep. and a feel. And I'll tell you what, five minutes, five seconds in, you're there. And so when you meet somebody, it's the same way. You got five seconds, and you better make that impression. A business is no different. And we were talking during the break about, okay, if – there is no culture taught, then it just becomes a, 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 a collection of all the employees. Yeah. And, and sometimes the employees that, those, that, 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 that rise to the top are not your best one. That's right. And so when, you, when, when I enter a business, it's always great. To, you ever walk into a business and nobody even looks up? Yeah. It's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> you know, because hey, you know, the first thing you ever say, you know, and I was, it's, it's Walgreens is one of my places I go to a lot. And they always, no matter what, you always say, hey, welcome to Walgreens. Now, I know that embarrasses a lot of people because there's usually people in line and you're just walking in. But at least you know they're paying attention to the front door, you know. Yeah. And it always looks good. They're friendly when they say that, too. They're fr- yeah, they're friendly. Yeah. You know, but, but the thing about a culture is this. Your culture reflects everything about you. And, and, and it, it, you know, it, if, it's, if it's not great, you're, you're usually sloppy. You know, it's a sloppy... Today's world, there's a lot of, like, trendy cultures. Like uh, Chipotle in Atlanta, there'd be lines around the block to get a burrito. Mm-hmm. To pay $12 for a burrito and you stand in line around the block, but it was because it was, like, the cool thing. You know, then they had, like, some bacteria and got everybody yeah. sick, and then it was like the lines got a little shorter. That's when I started going there. I'm like, okay, now I don't <laughs> have to wait in line. But, you know, I remember for a long time, and, and I think Starbucks has had that effect, where, you know, they, they go through and, and their marketing and their branding. And there's so many clients that uh, we actually serve Starbucks at the store. And uh, clients will come in. I'll say, you want a cup of coffee? They go, no. i say, you sure? It's Starbucks. They go, oh, Starbucks, really? And they'll yeah, exactly. take you up on it. So it's just amazing to me. And in, in years ago, if you told me that people would pay $7 for a, a cup of coffee, I'd have said, you're, you're crazy. But there's something to be said for the statement behind the culture of what it is we're going for. So many times it's a race to the bottom. Like how cheap can we get it? When a lot of times it's like, I'm one of those buyers that I want to, I want the best of what's out there. I just want to feel really good about getting it. And you explain it to me that this is the best and it's why it's more expensive. Well, you know, the thing about a culture too is, is you know, you look at culture and perception. Okay. One that one, they're just a, a sort of reflection, but really what that equals is your character. Yeah. You know, people associate perception with character and culture with character. So if you're not giving out, you know, if you're if if that culture in your business 
which is seen immediately when they walk in. If it's not what it is that you want it to be, you better be changing it because it is a reflection of your character is what it turns into. And it's about your business's character. You know, some of the places we do, you know, look at, look around the town in Jackson, Tennessee, when you walk into certain restaurants, man, you feel at home. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'll, I'll throw out a good one. Outback. Yeah. You walk in there, Ian, Ian Slocker runs the place. You feel like it's a community place. Eddie Yeh, same way. You go to Asia Garden. Man, it feels good when you walk in there. You know, just, hey, your family. You know, you're part of the deal. They, they, they're very You know, I'll give, uh, I'll give Ian a, a little uh, props on this. So uh, one of my managers I recruited and moved to Jackson from out of state. And when he, he moved here, moved his family. And his first night here, I mean, I just talked with him on the phone. I hadn't even met with him yet. Took his wife out to dinner and his son, and they went to the Outback. And while while they're in there, I uh, guess somehow, you know, they, they realize that they work at Honda, and Ian says, hey, you, you know, you work at Honda, and Ian and I have a good relationship. He says, hey, it's on me. Welcome to Jackson. And uh, my man, he's blown away. He comes to work. He says, man, I can't believe this. He says, I, he's from the north. So he was like, <laughs> and, you know, of course, I said, man, I said, and what people don't get is how, you know, what that meal cost Ian, who knows. But you know how many times I go there right after that just because I'm like, I need to support, you know, Ian because of how he handled that and how many people that you send because of. So sometimes, you know, we get hung up over, I always say it's nickels holding up dollars. You know, sometimes we look at those little trivial things, and I think I make that decision all the time, at, at, even at the store. I say, okay, what's it cost us to make them happy? Hundred dollars, two hundred. Is it worth them never buying from us and bad mouthing you to everybody for two hundred, for five hundred? What's the price? I don't know, but that's one of those things you have to look at in business and say, is it worth me making an enemy who then tells you know their friends and their friends and their friends? But you know, Ian's uh, service to to recognize that and to say, hey, Southern hospitality, welcome to to Jackson and. I just feel great about living in a place where the community that that's how, you know, we, we treat people. You know, it's a small, you know, Jackson has, you know, 80, 90,000 people. It grows to 187,000 every day. So it's, it's sort of the, it's West Tennessee's, it, you, you call it the hub. It's the hub. And the thing about it is it, even though it has some size to it, it's very small community. You know, it's very, you know, people and everybody knows people. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know, when you, when you have a business, it's all, you know, again, it comes down to culture, you know, what is the culture and how do you cultivate what we are here as a community? And I think, you know, I think there's a lot of good stuff that happens in Jackson to, 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 that adds to the community. And so, uh, you know, I, I think culture business-wise, culture, you know, in your home, culture, culture is everywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, I just think, you know, it's, and it doesn't cost anything. You know, that's the thing about culture. It doesn't, doesn't cost, cost you anything. anything. It's, it's Employee retention goes way up. Way up. You know, um, a lot of people think a lot that everyone leaves their job because of money. And the number one reason is because of their boss, which comes down to the culture and the, you know, in the business. But, um, you know, I just look at it all the time and I say from the outside in, you know, what do we have control over? We have control over how we treat people. And I'll give you a, a confession of mine is, you know, at work – I'm, I always try to be as positive, as upbeat, as, you know, as forgiving, all those things that I think a great leader should be. 
and I'm that way 100% of the time. When I'm away from work, I'm kind of reclusive almost because I don't want to go to a restaurant because I feel like even if I'm out in public, well, I'm still that leader. So like a lot of times I'll be driving home like, man, I'd like to stop and I go, well, no. Yeah, I don't want to bump into someone and then me not be me, you know? So I'm like, I need to come because it's like your batteries have to recharge. Right. You know, so I'm so spent. I'm like, you know, and I don't want anyone to ever see me and say, man, what was wrong with Chase? Or, you know what I mean? So it's, I always think to myself, I'm like, if you're going to go there, you better be, you better be in, you know, in, in the, in a good mood where, and sometimes it's so taxing when you do it, you know, for 12 hours a day and you're saying, you know, you always have that smile on, you're always engaging, you're always, your brain's just spent by the end of the day. Right. And that, that mental exhaustion is a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. I <laughs> mean, sure yeah, you know too. staying on, I, I'll tell you what, I, I'll throw this out. If you want to be mentally exhausted, teach school one time, because there's one thing about that is, you know, you and I are sitting here talking, you're, you know, you're breathing, you're, yeah. but when you're in a classroom, guess what? You got 20 against one and one you, you, if you're not on point, it's happening. And it's the, it's the strangest thing. And I said, you know, I went from the boardroom right to the classroom. And I mean, I had, I had a gang and I'm telling you, they were, they were my, they were my guy, guys, you know, but man, what you blink and it's on. And so for six to seven straight hours, you were on. T- and, and at the end of that time, I'd sit down in that classroom and I'd say, whoo, you know, it'd take you like a half hour to recover. But I mean, so the, all you teachers out there, kudos to you. I mean, Great stuff. The uh, I was going to tell you this earlier, and I forgot. And this is one of my kind of pet peeves, I guess you'd say. And I remember being in school, and I remember in my college, one of my few classes I went to, and it was some business class or something. And the guy's teaching, and I said, uh, he's talking. And so I raised my hand, and he calls on me. I said, let me ask you a question. How, well, tell me about the business that you ran before you were here teaching. I've never ran a business. I said, oh, you're a professional educator. Yeah, I said, okay, great. But So you're going to tell me how to go out and be a business person, and you've, you've never done it. This is just speculation. And, you know, I feel like in life, and I was talking about this with, uh, with Jimmy earlier in the week, and I said, I said, you know, I think it should be backwards. You go to high school, you get out, you're forced to go work, for 10 years, then decide if what you're going to do in education and then go on with, you know, with your, because those real life experiences and looking back, maybe I was a little extra critical at the time, but I mean, I was like trying to really oust him in front of the whole class that, and I'm like, okay, that's what I thought. And I got up and left and you know, that's how I, I was at that time. But you know, to me, I'm just like, I'm not going to sit here and get advice from, I've always felt like if you want good business advice, find the best business person. If you want, you know, good accounting advice, find a great accountant. If you want to hear good legal advice, find a great attorney. And so that's just one of those pet peeves of mine that I always uh, always revert to. Tim November's in studio with us. If you want to get in on the action, you can. The text line 731-215-0158. We have some text to catch up on. Sounds like there's one that just came in. If you want to give us a call, you can. 731-499-3865. Or you can head on over to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Taking care of business. 
forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles or the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 
We're back. That's Pink Floyd, Money. You're listening to Strictly Business on 93.1, the talk of Jackson. Tim November's been joining us, and we got a special guest coming any moment now. We'll be waiting for him. Yeah, we're You'll just, be waiting for him. I'll be waiting for him, and uh, he's going to be joining us. We're going to talk a little about a bit about that, but uh, just want to do uh, kind of recap what we've talked about so far, which uh, we touched on reinventing yourself in business and, and finding that traction to not being limited in life to say, hey, you know, I'm stuck doing this or whatnot. Talked a little bit about culture in the uh, in the business world and, you know, how, how it incorporates into businesses. But uh, give us your closing comments before you leave, Tim. Tell us. Uh, you know, you, wh- one thing you never want to do is, you know, I don't know when you run out of juice. All right. I, 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 I don't see it in the near future for myself. And, you know, my thought about it is you're always retooling no matter what. And technology's a great way to retool. So you get out there, you you know, there's nothing you can't find online now. You can research anything. Everything's at your fingertip. Uh, you know, you can become a master at anything. I know a, I know a, a person in town that uh, uh, came from Pittsburgh, actually, from a very wealthy area. And she's a very wealthy woman, but uh, started her own business. And there's, she has these huge machines that she has in her place. And she told me, I said, now, how did you, I said, how do you fix these things? She goes, well, I fix them myself. And I said, what? She goes, let me tell you something. You have a book and you got the internet. There's nothing you can't do. She goes, you know something? Just get on YouTube. Just, uh, and she goes, you could do, you could do anything. And she goes, you know, for me. And like I said, she came from a very wealthy area of Pittsburgh and she, her family, very wealthy. And she is. She made herself. She's self-made. But where's she, the rich area? Squirrel Hill? Is that what it's no, called? Mount Lebanon. Mount Lebanon. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have. A, I think they had. Uh, I remember going to play basketball there, and they had like five swimming pools in their school. Wow. I mean, this is a wealthy, wealthy school. I mean, this is this is where the money's at. You know, they had. They, I think they had artificial turf before uh, the the Steelers did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but uh, regardless of that, it's it's very. Uh, you know, when you, when you when again and retooling and 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 doing what you want to do. You know, even when you retire, find out what, you, okay, what's going what's gonna to be next, you know, because I, you know, there's too many guys that sit down and never get up. And, uh, you know, I don't know when your mind goes blank, but, uh, you know, as long as you could think you're, you got things going on. My, and, my dad's dad's 84 and he was in the tire business his entire life. Um, I mean, since I'm talking like his, my great grandfather was in the tire business. And uh, my my grandfather was my uncle still in it, but uh, we had Channel Tire, and and I don't remember what year they finally closed down. I would say it was probably in the maybe late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, he decided he wanted you know to retire, and so when they closed down, he goes to work for a friend of his who has an asphalt company. He's 84 and he's still doing it. They, wakes up every morning and, and he's going and they go and they pave. I mean, lay, you know, 80 to <laughs> yeah. 100 degrees on the asphalt, 84 years old. And he'll be shoveling, you know, asphalt. And I think last year, one uh, one night, my grandmother calls my dad and says, you know, your dad's still not home yet. This is like 10 o'clock at night. He leaves for work four in the morning. And it was because, you know, they with that, it's the weather. So right, like right, they get right. the weather and he's putting in 18 hour days at 80, 83 years old. Uh, you know, just, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know when, uh, that time comes, but, uh, 
you know, like I said, there, there's so much training you could take and, 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 and you could do so many things. I, like I said, my goal, I wish I had more time to really study different things, you know, really get in, involved in other things. I just don't have the time these, but, uh, you know, my next thing is, and it's all, and it, my, I'm all around technology because that's where, that's where everything's at. So you have to be there. You have to, you have to really be in it. You know what you else know? you're good at that you haven't shared with us today is, I think Tim deserves some credit. He's a great talent scout. You found me. I found you. You were like a diamond in the rough, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know. I, I knew you could talk. It's funny, you know. I the first time I met you, you were from my my neck of the woods. And I said, "Well, he's as old as my sons. I guess I'll adopt him." I, I have like three adopted sons. You and Ian's another one, and Eddie Yay, man. That's those are my three adopted sons. I said, and uh, but 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 it's funny, you know. You always just wanted to do something. I mean, I, you, know, you know, again, it's reaching out and saying, okay, let's make this happen. It's not hard to do. Yeah. It's just, and you, know, you always look out and say, okay, I always, you know, people say, hey, boy, I'd love to do this. And a lot of times people, you'll get them to what, what they want to really do. And sometimes they find out that's not it. You know, I mean, and, and sometimes they find out this is it. Yeah. And so, it, you know, so you never, you never know till you get there and uh, you always just push it until you find out. You know, what, what do you do? And I think, you know, talk and, and business talk, like strictly business here, it's all about life. You know, it's yeah. all about what are you, you going to do? And, you know, like you said, money doesn't create happiness, but it does create convenience. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's, it's a part of life that, that matters. It probably matters more than anything. And uh, so if you don't have it, it really matters. If you have a lot of it, it matters too. But, yeah. uh, it, but it, at the end of the day, you want to be challenged. And that's, that's how I'll tell this to everybody. Anytime you're not challenged, life gets very flat. You know, you want to be, you want to be challenged on a lot of levels and, uh, you know, everybody's complex. People don't give themselves enough credit for being complex in the areas of really wanting to move forward. And what does it take to do that? And again, I want, I go back to, you know, your physical ability, your mental ability and your spiritual ability, all those connect. That's a, that's a ring of fire right there. And when they all connect and you got to go in the right direction, it, it's just magic what happens. Yeah. I, I, you know, it just amazes me that in, in, in doing this show, I mean, it, it pushed me some, you know, we had talked about it and I thought it was like you sat down and press record and talk for a few minutes. The content of this is simple for me because it's, I live it, you know, so that is easy. But then it was like <laughs> putting it all together. I'm like, I didn't realize these shows have, you know, engineers and producers and, <laughs> and, you know, all this different parts to it. And, you know, the first night, I mean, I, I remember I was, I don't think I slept and I'm, I'm in there and I said, man, I got like 30 minutes of, of voice and I'm like, we're going to have to get some help, you know, and then we'll have to do the second segment. And, you know, we worked through it and that's just part of it is, is just saying, Hey, and I always say, you got to draw a line in the sand, take action. You just say, you know what, let's just go for it. And um, last week, Facebook always has the memory thing, and it'll say, on this day, you know, four years ago. Last year, I was in this brainstorming thing with Little Chase and Brian, and uh, I said, man, we ought to do, a, like, a podcast. And I said, you know, we could talk about this and that. And I came up with this name, Fed Up Nation. I bought the domain, and I had this, like, little Yeti microphone and all this. And there was a picture of that Yeti microphone in my computer, and it said, you know, big things coming. I'm like a, always a motivator on social media. So, and then I just started laughing. Cause I'm like, 
I thought I was like had the setup then, you know, and, and now I've learned so much about, you know, putting putting together a show. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on, Tim, and yep. I know hopefully we'll get you on here a few more times in the future. Yeah, we have, we can talk any kind of type of business, but it's always fun. I mean, like I said, it's 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 just a good show, uh, a lot of activity, a lot of a lot of people sitting there, and there's a ton of business people out there. And not even if you're not business, it all makes sense. You know? And if, if a business uh, wants help, I know that, you know, the you with the station, you can help them. You've helped me over the years. What's oh, the yeah. best way to get in touch with you? Oh, I'll tell you what. You just you come over at 93.1 FM, uh, you know, call me. Uh, my number's, uh, you know, I put it out there, 731-267-7425, and I'm open 24-7. That's the bad thing. I'm always open. Well, you know, and, and, I, and this is uh, not just because you're sitting here, but, you know, you're a great resource. And, you know, you help me with all sorts of things, you know, aside from just the advertising aspect of it. But, you know, you're a great resource just to, to have. And it's good to have someone in your corner when you're in business. Let me say this. I don't care which, which you know, when you touch out, you reach out to somebody and you do business with somebody, that's a relationship. And it's a relationship. It's based on trust. And those business people, yours, friends. I mean, now I'm telling you what, you got to, and I, I know there's a business thing, but there's also, hey, everybody needs help. I mean, I, I like being a resource. You know, I, I, I have, I've, people have helped me. I help people. And, and, you know, all you do is partner with people. Just keep partnering and you will, you'll win. And, and it's not, nothing better than be able to have somebody to call you and say, hey, do you know somebody who can do this for me? Yeah, because at least you can trust them. Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't want you to go somewhere you can't trust them. You've got me people to mow the grass, construction workers, you name it. Tim, you Tim's called me on like curtains help. one day. I Cur- said, oh, curtains. no, curtains. I said, yeah. oh, man. Tim's the connection for everything, but thank, thanks for coming in, Tim. I appreciate you having uh, me, Chase. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, we got a special guest. If you want to get in on the action, you can. Just head on over to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. you got questions, post them up. We'll get to them. And if you miss the show, you can always go to – uh, if you have an iPhone, you can pull up a podcast. You can catch the replays. Also, uh, we were now approved. We're on iHeartRadio, so you can listen worldwide. Just download iHeartRadio on your phone and type in The Chase Channel Show. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trade-in vehicles towards the purchase of any brand-new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. I like me better when I'm with you. 
You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
We're back. That was The Big Money by Rush. You're listening to Strictly Business. We have a special guest, as promised, in studio. Lindsay, how you doing? Good. How are you? Lindsay Yarbrough is with us, and she is the owner of Merle Norman in Trenton, Tennessee. Is that right? Yes. Trenton. So tell us a little bit about Merle Norman. I know that it's uh, it's cosmetics, right? Makeup? Makeup and skincare. So makeup and skincare. And the uh, how long have you been in business there? Since June of 2016. So tell us, because I knew Brad, her husband, at that time. And so I remember you, you worked there at one point. I did. And then you decided to... I worked there for about two and a half years during college on Saturdays, and then it became full time. And then once I had the chance to buy the store, that's what I did. So when going through that process, the um, and and buying it, you looked at it and you said, "This is I think this would be a good business for me." You bought it. How's it like? Talk to us about the process and how it's been since then. Was it easier than you thought? Harder than you thought? Um, it's definitely been harder than I thought. Just in a small town. Yeah. It's a struggle. <laughs> what what do you find is the is the biggest challenges that you face there? <laughs> I don't I don't have a clue. <laughs> well, you know, so in, in, in all small businesses you have to look at it and like you're you have a demographic that you go after, right? Which mm-hmm. is women. Women and ones that will spend money on makeup. And you do a good job on social media. I've seen some of your, you know, different posts that you do. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine some of the the target audience that you go after with makeup is probably not even on social media, right? Right. Because it's an older clientele. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the with when you like you have other stuff other than makeup, though, right? Tell us about some of the other products that you keep there. I carry women's clothes, jewelry, any kind of accessories, and that's about it. So, and you also do some, some printing, right? Where Yes, with vinyl personalization. We do that on shirts. We can do decals, koozies, tank tops for bachelorette trips, just about anything like that. And that's something that you've kind of added mm-hmm. in as you went, right? So I think that's one of the cool things, and you've probably figured that out, is in business, it's like you got to adapt. You get yes, in there and, constantly. And what people are asking for is what you have to come up with. I remember that when I owned the paint store, people come in and be like, do you have this? I'm like, no. I'm like, how much of it do you buy? <laughs> and they're like, well, we buy. Then I would go look and try to figure out you right. know, how much uh, how much I could get it for. But so you've been in business now, that's what, 16, so almost two years? Mm-hmm. Two years in June. And tell us some of the highlights of, uh, of, of like your first year. I know that's an exciting time. You're buying a business. The first year was really good. I guess the new kind of wore off the second year, so I'm having to figure out, you know, what kind of products to offer now and how to get more people in and just get the word out in a small town, a really well, small town. What? So you probably have like a loyal client base too, right? Yes. People that have been using it since they were probably 16 and now they're maybe in their 80s or 90s. Wow. That's incredible. The is, uh, you know, I think a lot of the perception would be, and just in my mind, I think of, you know, you can buy makeup anywhere, Walmart, uh, Target. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people think, well, that's too expensive for me. Or, I mean, do you have, or the, is it affordable to where anyone can come in and you can, they can, they can manage, you can, you know, hook them up where they can look good in, at an affordable price? <laughs> yes. Most of our foundations run from about $20 to 30 And I mean, you get what you pay for. So the well, quality I know is there. that, um, you know, I've seen some like on 
uh, Facebook, I saw this. I mean, they showed you like this horrific looking person. And then it like shows like the time lapse of makeup. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're, they look like, like a totally different person. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> it's kind of scary. The power of makeup. Yeah. You're like, man, you know, so, so the uh, foundations that tell us about foundation. Cause I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got stuff for dry skin, oily skin, um, whether you want a cream, a powder, a liquid, there's just a million different options. Emerald Norman's whole thing is trying before you buy. So you can just come in and try the different foundations and find what works best for you. And you help them with that, right? Yes. So it's like test driving a car. You yes. come in and you can check it you out. You can test drive your makeup before you buy it. That's really cool. And then once like once you get the perfect combo, you kind of know what you, you're like, okay, this works. Right. And then, then from there, you just stop by and, and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And another thing, we keep like a record of all their colors they bought. So you don't have to remember every time you come in, it's automatically in the computer. What about if I want to go to prom and I need my makeup done? And we can hook you up. So like weddings, prom, mm-hmm. you, you know, all those things. So yes. I think something, and tell me if you have this. If not, I think you need to add it, is if, like, say I got a whole wedding party. You do like wedding packages? I don't do them now, but I mean, it's something I've thought about. Yeah, you should make it where um, we're, we're just adding things as we go to, to Lindsay's store. I think <laughs> that that would be cool where you'd say, hey, like the whole brides, what right. do you call it, bridesmaids? Bridal party. Yeah, the whole bridal party comes over and gets all you know, done up for makeup. See, if I had a girlfriend, I'd send her over there to get some makeup done. So, but you know, it's funny because I remember, you know, um, needing to buy something for a present like last minute. And I lived in a small town in West Virginia and you're like, where do I go? So if someone's in a pinch and it's like their wife's birthday or something and they show up, I mean, you can get them something to where they're not going to be in the doghouse and have to sleep on the couch for the night. right? Right. Yeah. What would you get him like a vinyl shirt or what? You do that or a necklace, earrings. If she's a Merle Norman customer, we can always look up in the computer and find out what makeup she wears. So her husband can come home with a, the right color. What about like a gift card? <clears throat> we have gift certificates also. Gift certificates so they can come in and get it and then she can come buy whatever she wants. Right. I imagine that's almost therapeutic for women. Like they go there and, you know, like hang out and girl talk and right. do makeup. Is that kind of how it is? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to come there. <laughs> Be like, hey, we can give you a makeover. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I remember, uh, you know, even one of my ex girlfriends, uh, she would make me go get the nails done, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like you. It was an enjoyable, uh, enjoyable process. So, what are some things that you found that you never really thought about when, when you were, you know, because business always seems like so. I'm going to be the business owner, and and everyone thinks if you own a business, you're rich, and I mean, it's a lot more challenging than what than what everyone thinks, right? Yes. What have you noticed, though, um, in doing it? What are the things that you like about it? Um, I guess just being there and running the store every day and just interacting with the customers. I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've always enjoyed is getting to meet other people. And, you know, it's funny because uh, I always say that in business, it's like, you'll you'll have a bad day or things aren't going right and then all of a sudden like you meet some customer they buy a lot of stuff from you they're just pleasant you know to talk to and to deal with and then it's like it like reinvigorates your faith in in the whole process and you're like that's like every day of my life (laughs) yeah yeah i would imagine Lindsay yarbrough is with us the owner of merle norman in trenton tennessee and we're talking about 
She's a new business owner, been in business. Has it been two years yet? Are you at the anniversary? It'll be two years on June 24th. Two years on June 24th. And we're talking about some of the products that she has to offer. And also, we're talking about some of the challenges that, that you face in not just her business, but in any small business. And her, you know, Jackson's like a big city compared to Trenton, right? Yes. I've never even been to Trenton. I'm going to have to drive over it's there. It's like a population of maybe 4,000. What the Now, with Merle Norman, is that, um, do they have like where store placement is? Do they even care or is it, how do they decide? I think it's like a certain radius or miles. Um, the closest one is what, 20 minutes from Trenton? So they won't let somebody put like one next door to you? No, not at all. And something else that you mentioned um, before we we went on air was, is that you can't buy Merle Norman online. Yes. And they're never going to be online as far as we know, right? Um, They're talking about it. Talking about going yeah. online? But that would definitely hurt us, so. Yeah. The How how involved is uh, as a company are they with you on the store level? Um, They send us like monthly merchandising things but other than that they give us guidelines we've got to go by but not really too do they send people out that are like inspect to see if it's like what they they want it to be or we have a regional beauty consultant who comes by maybe once a year she must look really good have like all her makeup all done all, all the time and yes <laughs> well maybe is she single <laughs> <laughs> i don't think she is <laughs> the uh so you know one of the things I imagine in your business that's tough is is diversity. I mean, you're selling one product, and like you said, it's a small market. With adding the other stuff, what have you noticed? I mean, when people come in, do you see a lot of them come back? Um, some of them do. And, like, one customer, she's always been, like, a, a loyal clothing and accessory customer. And then maybe, like, a year later, she's finally started buying makeup. Just over time, it's, she's became a even more loyal customer. Well, you know what you got to do is you got to just get them in and then be like, listen, sit down. Let me, let me, you know, let me dress you up here a little bit. Right. Let's plan some makeup. Yeah. Cause now the, uh, like the samples that you go through, does that cost you a lot? Having to meet people coming in and test driving makeup? Um, not really. Not too bad. Mm -mm. That's good. Because, you know, for us, it's like they test drive. It doesn't matter. Cause, you know, someone, you know, we might have to reclean it occasionally. Mm hmm. Because Brad will be, gets mad and says, well, there's something in the glove box or, you know, and so we'll have to clean it back up and put it back out Sounds there. Sounds about right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but overall, you know, it's, uh, so that's really cool. I mean, I've learned something today and I'm sure that, that most of our listeners have because it's just not something to me. Like if I drove down the road and didn't know Merle Norman, I'm sure a lot of people do, but there's people like me out there that don't, I wouldn't even know. I'm like, is that a restaurant? Is it a, you know, so it's good to know that the cosmetics are out there. What I love about it the most is, is that, you know, you're a young American and you're out there chasing your dreams. And one of the things I'll highlight about being in business, everyone thinks in, in if you're in business, you're rich. But the fact is, is that you could be rich if you sell enough stuff because there's really just no limit. That's the difference. If I work at, um, you know, like I worked at Sherwin-Williams, it didn't matter how much paint I sold. I was only getting $8 an hour. It didn't matter. So, you know, as a business owner, if you sell a lot more, then you make a lot more, which is always a plus. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to ask some more questions to Lindsay, and we're going to talk more about Merle Norman. So if you want to uh, get your makeup on point, make sure you stay tuned. We're going to cover a few more topics, touch on culture, 
You're listening to Strictly Business. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right. You'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles or delivery of a brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
That was Money by the OJs. You know, I just love that song because it says money so many times. And it's involved in so much. There's so many films with that song in it. And it's just something about it. Just money. You know, it's just and it, it just puts you in that mood. Speaking of money, we're talking with Lindsay Yarbrough, the owner of Merle Norman in Trenton, Tennessee. How far is Trenton from Jackson? It's about 30 minutes. So here's what I can tell you. If you live in Jackson and you want to know something about makeup and you say, you know what, I really need to invest in myself because makeup makes you feel good, right? Yes. So it's kind of like with uh, in men, we like to dress up. You know, like one of the things I like about work, I get to put on my suit and tie and my dress shoes and go in and it's like it's a project kind of like makeup but you feel so much better when you have that so if you live in Jackson and you want to get your makeup done you want to feel good about yourself and make an investment in yourself it's worth the drive to come see Lindsay for sure and one of the things we were talking about off off mic uh, and on the break here is and I didn't realize this but makeup I mean there's health issues if you put a makeup on your face that's not right for your skin, you could have some, you could break out. There's other things that can happen, right? Yes. And you were mentioning to me that uh, in the makeup world today, and I know this to be fact, there's a lot of like pyramid types uh, companies where, you know, I enroll you and then I get a little piece of everything you sell and then in, in yada, 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 right? Right. Now, the problem with that is, is they're not licensed, right? Not that I know of. And you are. Yes. So coming to see you means that you're going to be able to give them recommendations. Right. And you actually know what you're talking about to where right. they can say, I look fantastic. I even had to go to Los Angeles for a training at home office from Real Norman. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Did they teach you a lot of stuff while you were out there? Yeah, it was five days of training altogether. Five days of training on makeup. I wouldn't even, that's incredible. <laughs> Now, you've got other products, too, other than makeup. You sell lipstick? Lipstick, blush, eyeshadow, eyebrow pencils, all the eyebrow products. What Now, okay, kind of off topic here. What is the eyebrow pencil? What does that do? You just kind of, like, draw your eyebrows on. <laughs> you know, I had a, a one of my sales guys in Atlanta. He would always come in, and uh, he had, like, spray-on hair. So, like, he would come in, and his hair would look just... I mean, perfect. And I'm like, I said, man, did you use the spray on hair again this morning? And he, he would just like blush. He's like, no, man, my hair's not spray on. It was definitely spray on. I mean, it was like perfect, but I'd always give him a hard time. So, you know, if you're, uh, because one of the things that, and I talk about this a lot on the show, is like self-confidence. If you're going to go out and have a job interview, you're going to like, it's good to feel good about yourself to, to get your makeup done. Right. Right. Can you take an average-looking female and make her look great? Yes. See the power of makeup. <laughs> Man. We just enhance the beauty. Here's what I'm going to do from now on, too, is this is going to allow me to swipe on Tinder to people <laughs> I normally wouldn't have, and then I'm going to just send them out to see you. Say, so listen, before we go on a date, you got to go see Lindsay because normally, you know, you wouldn't have made the cut, but I went ahead and approved you. But what about the meme that says you need to take her swimming on the first date just to see what she looks like without her makeup? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, you wake up and you're like, wait a minute, who are you? (laughs) 
So we're talking about uh, Lindsay is a small business owner right here in West Tennessee. And the fa- the fascinating thing about her story is is it it was sprung on you the 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 previous owner had passed away unexpectedly, and then you're I mean that was probably just thrown in your face, and then you had to make the decision to. Mm-hmm. What made you say you want to do it? Um, I just really liked working with the people in Trenton, and I liked dealing with the clothes and the makeup. And after working for her, that was something I wanted to do eventually. I just didn't know when that was going to happen in life. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So when that kind of just fell in my lap, I was like, let's do it. And, you know, I think that there's so much in just what you said right there. There's so much, so many life lessons because you don't, I mean, the way that happened, it, she could have been there another 20 years, 30 years. You just, you don't know when opportunity is going to come and how it's going to present itself. And that's why I always say, you know, be prepared. Um, recently, I was dealing with a situation in, in at work and one of the guys, we, we gave a, a promotion out to someone and one of the other guys came to me and said, he's like, you know, man, I've really been wanting a promotion. I'm like, well, Hey, you, you really were on track to deserve it. But the last three weeks you haven't been focused. And it's like, you can do a great job for a long time in business. And if you lose focus for just a short amount of time, maybe that's when they're considering, you know, we're going to move someone up or, whatever the case may be. So I always say that preparation is important. We've been talking about culture on the show. And so let's, let's get to the bottom of this. If somebody says, uh, do you say you're welcome or my pleasure or no problem? You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. That's good. Southern because, uh, we were talking about how Chick-fil-A says my pleasure. And, you know, I think that, uh, Defining culture, and I, I imagine this is tough when you get there, because I mean it's just kind of you. You have uh, some part-time help. You, you mentioned. Yeah, she's there for just like two hours a day. A couple hours a day. So one of the hardest things is, is like you get there and you got to motivate yourself. Yeah, I'm there by myself all the time. Well, you know, between customers. So. Does that mean that you get to be the DJ? Do you pick out the music for the day? Yes, thanks to Pandora. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so 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 you. Uh, I mean, I remember that like I would get to the paint store, and you're like. Looking around, I mean, it's like the same walls, the same display, the same, I mean, it's just this, you know, one of the things I would always do, and I was a little bit like Rain Man tendencies with this was, was facing the paint cans. I always wanted the, 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 the handles to all be facing forward so that if you need the can of paint off the shelf, you just grab it and you pull, not spin it around. It's on the back, pull it out. And also, I wanted all the labels to match. So when you look down the shelf, I remember spending hours a day going, adjust, adjust. And I would pull the front of the can to my thumbs on the front of the shelf, and I would set it there. And it's funny how early in life things can kind of like take root in your brain. I remember we would have the regional manager from Sherwin-Williams would come, and they'd say, man, these shelves got to look right. So my manager at the time says, listen, this is how you're supposed to do it. So, you know, put the bell forward. Make sure they're even. Push this to the front. And I remember when it was done looking at it, and I would step back, and it's, like, so rewarding. You're like, man, this display looks awesome, and I just did it myself. Do you have control over, do you make your own displays, or do they make you set them up a certain way? Um, We're supposed to have a, a Merle Norman one set up a certain way, but we still kind of have free reign, so. We're we'll not just... going to tell them on, on you, so. Yeah. So you can spice it up a little bit. That's cool. 
The uh, so lipstick you mentioned, and you you talked about a specialty lipstick, something that it does to your lips. Tell us about that. Our lip pencil plus, it's got a liner on one end and the lip color on the other. That's probably one of our most popular lip products. What is it? Has what on one end? A lip liner, so what? you can line your lips so your lipstick doesn't bleed. So you like can like you like draw them out and then you put yeah. it on. So if you want to go outside your lips, you can put the liner out there and then you know fill in in between. You know, one thing about having you here is you've given me a completely different perspective <laughs> of what women have to go through. <laughs> it's a process. So for all the ladies listening, I just want to say special thanks from Chase. So uh, talking about talking with Lindsay, Lindsay's the the business owner of Merle Norman in Trenton, Tennessee, and she's been in business two years. So if you uh, if you need makeup, if you need some products, gifts, it's uh, it's vitally important to the economy and especially the local economy to support these small businesses. And you know, this whole show when I did it was to help people just like Lindsay. And you know, have you have you listened to the show before being on it? Yeah. You ever learn anything? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. Is you know, and I learn stuff daily. And I think that's part of it. It's like it's this big networking of I learn things from you and you can learn from me and we can all learn from each other. And that's important in business. And talking with Tim earlier, he was saying how, you know, adapting, like technology's changing and all these things are are, are happening. And, you know, with the, the Internet, it's like he said that um, if you have a kid that's four, that by the time they're, what did he say, 18 or 20, that there won't be iPhones anymore because it's like some other new crazy technology. So we just live in a world that's constantly changing. And I think there's something to be said for just supporting your local businesses. And do you have people that shop local because it's local? Yes, I do. I have several customers. That's cool. And, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people, and this is, uh, this is really interesting. Where I grew up, there's a, a place and it's a market. And that market has been in the community forever. And they announced they were closing. And everyone was like freaking out online. I mean, there's like, well, I can't believe they're closing and this is going on and that's going on. And it's like they're closing because you're not buying enough from them, you know. And so there was like this whole surge of people saying, well, if we knew that they needed more business, we would have bought there. It's like, what do you I mean, of course, they, you know, small businesses need need a boost all the time. And. I just thought it was interesting that it's like people take things for granted, just like your business. It's there in a small community where they can get fantastic makeup. You're there to give them that personal you know, advice. And then it's like when it's gone, if tomorrow you say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore because I'm not getting enough business, then all of a sudden everyone goes, man, I wish we had this. We don't have anything around here. you know. And it's like, well, why do you think that is the case? So you're going you're gonna to hook up all the listeners if they come in, right? Yes. So if you're listening to the show, all you got to do is tell them that you that you heard her on the show, and she's going to hook you up. And all of our Jackson uh, listeners, if you want to head on out there, she'll hook, take care of you too. We're talking with Lindsay Yarbrough. We're almost out of time, so we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. 
Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles towards the purchase of a brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit, minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees, subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 
you made it to the weekend a little warren zevon werewolves of london in case you don't know that song can be found in the movie the color of money when tom cruise was dancing around the pool table and uh it's, one, it's a great movie one of my favorite scenes i love the song obviously because uh i've heard it a bazillion times in a pool hall in the jukebox we've talked about uh Reinventing Yourself, we've talked about uh, culture in the workplace. We had Tim November along with us today, Lindsay Yarbrough, the owner of Merle Norman in Trenton, Tennessee. And we just, uh, you know, we're out of time. I can't believe the time's got away from me. Sorry I didn't get to more of the text today. If you want to get in on the action, you can go to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. If you miss the show, you can catch the replay tomorrow morning on 93.1 from 9 to 7, or you can go on over to uh, download iHeartRadio. It's 100% free. You can listen anywhere in the world. We're also on TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, you name it, you can find us. And uh, be sure to drop some comments. Let me know if you have any questions or you want to hear us talk about a certain topic. We'll be happy to do it. We appreciate you listening. So until the same time next time, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. You've been listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to hear fresh new weekly episodes. For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, The Chalk of Jackson.